Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, yesterday, on this program, you heard about Taliban advances in Afghanistan threatening the lives of Afghans who acted as interpreters for Canadian troops in Kandahar province. They went out on the front lines of battle with Canadians unarmed, and they saved Canadian lives because of their local culture knowledge and language skills. And we've had Canadian soldiers tell us that, that they saved Canadian lives. Now these interpreters are in danger. Their lives are threatened by the Taliban, who are re-emerging in large numbers and taking over large parts of Afghanistan, and decide they're going to get even with anybody who opposed them. Opposing them was Major General Ahmad Habib. And I just want to read you a few lines of a letter from General Habib. And then you'll meet him. I am Major General Ahmad Habib, a general in the Afghan National Army, where I worked in different army positions in Afghanistan, particularly with the Canadian Armed Forces based in Kandahar from 2006 to 2011. During my five years of joint work with the Canadian military in Kandahar and leading the Afghan Army Brigade, a force responsible for the security of the province to eliminate any threat posed to the people of Kandahar by insurgents, I've worked with several senior Canadian military officers. During this time, I was awarded a Medal of Meritorious Service by the Canadian government, an honor I will always remember. In addition, the Canadian government, particularly the Canadian Minister of Defence, kindly provided me with an opportunity to join the Canadian Forces College, CFC, in Toronto, where I successfully completed my studies and graduated in June of 2015. When General Habib returned to Afghanistan from Canada, that's when the threats began. He writes, I started to receive death threats by insurgents against myself and my family members. So let's talk to Major General Ahmed Habib and to Mark Campbell, Major Mark Campbell, who made me aware of General Habib. Major Mark Campbell served for 34 years in the Canadian military, for many years in the Princess Patricia Canadian Light Infantry based in Edmonton. He, as most of you know, uh, lost both legs in an IED attack in Afghanistan, and he considers General Habib a brave ally and a friend to Canada. First of all, Mark, thank you for coming back on the program. You made me aware of General Habib in February of this year, and that's the first time we talked with the general and with you. Thanks for coming back. Oh, glad to be back, Roy. It's good to, it's good to hear your voice. Well, good to hear yours, Mark, and let's hear the voice of, of General Ahmed Habib. General Habib, how are you, sir? Hello, good afternoon, uh, Green Show and uh, Major Campbell. I hope you all are doing well and safe from COVID-19. My regard to uh, Canadian Chiefer. Thank you, sir. How are you, General Habib? How are you? How are you keeping? I'm I'm good. You're very worried about your safety for your for yourself and your family, aren't you? Yes. I know your son is there with you, and your son uh, is, is translating for you. 
And yeah. Uh, yeah. We, if you if you wish to include your son, uh, put him on the phone. We can do that as well. Okay. Hello, sir. Hi. How, what's your name? Uh, I'm Mustafa Habibi, sir. Hi, Mustafa. Tell us about... Got, I'm, I'm well. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, sir. Mustafa, tell us about uh, the threats that your dad, you, and your family are living under. Uh, yes, sir. We started uh, to receive updates by insurgents against our family. So now it's very critical situation in Afghanistan for my family members. And it's a big risk here. Uh, so my dad protected a lot of lives. And uh, he's uh, he works shoulder to shoulder with Canadian people. So we are kindly requesting to save our family life, sir. Yeah. from Canada government, sir. Tell us about the threat that you're living with. Have the Taliban and the insurgents directly targeted you and told you they will kill you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On 23rd June, sir, uh, my father's secretary, uh, he got uh, attacked from a uh, tourist site, sir. He's still in the hospital. So we live mobile life, sir like changing our location every other night and limited contacts and movements in the city to protect yeah. ourselves and our family members, sir. Every Staying two, always at home. Every two nights you change. Back very negatively on our education, sir. Yeah. As we are young, sir, and it's a big risk for us. Let me uh, speak to Mark Campbell. Uh, Mark, as you hear this, and you consider General Habib not only to be an ally, uh, but a friend, and I just one line from his letter is, I was constantly reminded by my Canadian colleagues as a vital partner and professional Afghan military officer who played a critical role in the protection of Canadian soldiers and reducing their casualties in the battlefield. He did all of that, didn't he? Absolutely, he did. And, uh, you know, it is it is... It's heartrending to me to to hear Mustafa, his son, speak of of the danger that his family faces every single hour, every single day, where they're forced to move every two nights and 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 live a life out of uh, you know on a mobile life in in, in Kabul, running from threats. I mean, to to hear that the you know the general's principal secretary was 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 uh, injured in an ambush just several days ago while the the Taliban were closing in on General Habibi. Is is indicator enough uh, in and of itself uh, of the degree of, of of incredible threat that they are living under, and and it just it it blows my mind, it boggles me that the Canadian government will not lift a finger when we've got a thousand refugees or immigrants coming into Canada on a daily basis. If you crunch the numbers, it works out to about a thousand a day coming into this country, and we can't, we just can't make the arrangements for some reason to save the lives of, of, of Canada's principal ally in Afghanistan for the five years that we were there in combat, and we can't seem to lift a finger to, to, to provide some sort of reciprocal relief to him and his family. It just, it, 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 I, I just can't figure it out. Mark, tell us, please, what the general did in battle with his, with his brigade, what he did, what he actively did in order to safeguard Canadian soldiers who were fighting alongside him. What did he do? Well, first and foremost, he provided his own brigade, his forces, to work shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder with the Canadian forces, often leading 
um, with the Afghan, putting an Afghan face on, on coalition operations. So first and foremost, General Habibi provided um, his soldiers to work alongside our soldiers and often to take the most dangerous, most precarious of positions within the organization, which was to lead these sorts of operations, to be the first ones through the door, so to speak. So um, absolutely critical. We, we could not have operated in Afghanistan without the Afghan National Army um, working alongside us and, and, and working with us very closely. I mean, my job as the operational mentor and liaison team leader for Panjway in 2008 was exactly that, to, to provide on-the-job training to the Afghan National Army in combat so that they could work more closely with Canadian Armed Forces. And uh, we worked very closely with our Afghan allies, and 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 we depended on them. You know, we we, we trusted them uh, with their lot with our lives, and 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 they in return trusted us. And 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 to have that trust now, in a sense, betrayed in the larger picture, when our former ally needs our help, and 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 here we are standing there twiddling our thumbs. It just, oh man. I don't even. I can't even begin to tell you how frustrating I find. Well, you know, I'm, I'm I was reading the letter from uh, General Habibi, and, and, and Party writes that he had contacted uh, the Canadian government, and they had said that they would forward his plea to come to Canada to the immigration department, which is ridiculous. And then he had to do paperwork, and then he never heard back from them. Uh, Mustafa. Have, has, has your family recently been in touch with the with the Canadian government? Have you tried to persuade them to bring your family to Canada? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, we haven't uh, still received any positive answer. We have contact to Ambassador of Canada in Kabul. We have sent emails to Prime Minister office and um, uh, Mr. Uh, Justin Trudeau and. Uh, Many our best friends are like uh, more than more than fifteen to sixteen generals. Uh, like uh, many of them are proudly serving in Canada government. Mm. So, sir, uh, but but we haven't received any positive answer. They are positive about General Habibi, and they want him to be there because of his security problem, but. We haven't received any positive answer from immigration officer. We have contact. We went to India because of this situation. We stayed there for six months. We stayed there for six months. And again, uh, we had no choice. And we haven't got any positive answer. And we came back to Afghanistan. And we are still living mobile life and changing our location, sir. This, this, this and sure, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, Mustafa. Go ahead. And there is a lot of risks uh, here which we are facing, which we are facing, sir. And for General Habibi and his family, sir, like we are suffering from all the situation. Yeah, I, I understand. I hear I hear it in your voice, and and I know this. I know it from your story. Mark, is there any doubt at all, any doubt whatsoever, that General Habibi and his brigade saved Canadian soldiers from being repatriated and their remains being driven down the highway of heroes? Uh, 
No, zero. I mean, General Habibi was instrumental in Canada's successes in Afghanistan, period. That's all there is to say about it. And, 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 and the notion that we in Canada can't repay his, his personal risk and uh, his acceptance of risk in order to help Canada, and we can't repay him by bringing his family to Canada as immigrants, I mean, I find it unconscionable. I mean, we should be disgusted with ourselves and embarrassed. Uh, not internationally, we should be made pariahs for our inability to to basically um, fulfill our obligation to finalize our obligation to our Afghan allies. It's, it's ridiculous, and quite frankly, I'm ashamed of of my Canadian association when uh, my Canadian citizenship when 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 I when I when when I know these people. I work with these people. I risk my life with these people. Uh, broke bread with these people, and we are reneging on what should have been a, a reciprocal sort of arrangement. And, uh, Mark, like, does it does it does it surprise you? Mark, does it surprise you? I mean, it surprises me because we're not talking about even if we were talking about a thousand people, that wouldn't matter as far as I'm concerned, and as far as many um, military members who served in Afghanistan are, are it concerned. It doesn't surprise me, Roy, that the current government really doesn't care. It doesn't surprise me at all. They're fixated on a fall election. They're fixated on saving their own skin when we speak specifically about the Minister of National Defense. I mean, I've written to him. I've tried calling him. Quite frankly, all he cares about is saving his own skin and his current position as Minister of National Defense. He seems to well, have one no way to do that. One way to do that, Mark, is to, is to bring the general to Canada because he served with the general. I know. They know each other. And yet we've got a Minister of National Defense who doesn't really seem to care about his reciprocal obligations to his former Afghan allies. It's let me, ridiculous. Let me, mean, do this, let me do this, Mark. I, I, I can't, I, I'm a loss for words to describe how disgusted I am with the situation. Yeah. Um, Mustafa, what is it your dad, your father, and your family want to say to the Prime Minister of Canada? What, what do you want to say to, the, to Mr. Trudeau? Sir, uh, we are requesting uh, to uh, pay uh, a hit to this issue and help us and my family members by providing as a refugee status in Canada, sir, because we are suffering from security situations, sir. Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the majority, the vast majority of Canadians would want you here because your dad and his brigade fought alongside our Canadian soldiers and saved Canadian lives, Canadian military lives, and received the Medal of Meritorious Service from the Canadian government. Um, Mark, it'll be a stain on our, on our national and international reputation if anything happens to the General's family. Absolutely, Roy. And, I mean, the clock is ticking. The clock's been ticking here for months. Yeah. And, and our, you know, we are our resounding silence... Uh, in response to this, is it speaks volumes about it does. Canada. Mark, I thank you so much for, again, making me aware of General Habibi. Uh, Mustafa, please tell your father there are many, many Canadians, including uh, Major Campbell and myself, who feel so strongly that your family belongs in this country. A lot of people working for you. Don't lose hope. Thanks, thank you for joining us from Afghanistan. Thank you very much uh, from your kind radio show, sir, and Canada government, and dear Sir Mark Campbell, sir. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.